Wes Durham, the voice of the Atlantic Coast Conference, the reason the league makes uh, a pretty good profit, joins <laughs> us. Why the... are you laughing? Why are you laughing already? We haven't even started. What, what are you selling these people on a Monday? I'm telling – look, we have skipped Thanksgiving because thanks, because everybody else has skipped Thanksgiving. Got I it. mean, there's just – everywhere you go, it's all about Christmas, and that's fine. So we're giving people ideas for a uh, – for, I don't know, can you – can you put a digital copy in somebody's stocking? In a digital stocking? I don't know. Just uh, you know, download the the whole uh, the whole compilation and give it go. to somebody for the holidays. There's some good tracks in here. Uh, I recommend Night Moves with Chris Stapleton. If you uh, oh if you... now Night Moves with Chris, anything with Chris Stapleton has my attention right now. Yep. I'm a huge fan and Dolly, huge fan. It's mostly Dolly, but you can hear Chris Stapleton in the background. Really. Uh, Kind of adds to it. There's some other good so ones. So Dolly Parton sings Night Moves by Bob Seger? Yep. Wow. Yep. <laughs> and I, it's one of the, it's, I think it's one of the best tracks in the album. One of the top three tracks uh, on the entire album. It's very good. Uh, all right, Wester. <laughs> Let, <laughs> let's start with Carolina and NC State. Not so much about what we saw this past weekend, although that will play right. into it. Um, and I think that these two programs are coming at this game not only from different places. State was kind of left by the side of the road uh, a little bit more than a yes, month ago, were. right? And Carolina yes, going, going into the Virginia game, Carolina's looking at, man, we win this. We beat Georgia Tech. College football playoff rankings come out, and then it just completely went sideways. Uh, but I also look at State as they just seem like a relaxed, a, a team that has just had fun, including the coaching staff. And I think this has been work. It's the different difference between fun and work between State and Carolina. Maybe I have too much time in my hands, but that's the way it looks no, to me. No, no, I don't. I don't think you're too far off. I think um, big picture. I think this is one of Dave Doran's best jobs in Raleigh. Mm-hmm. Period. End of sentence. Uh, you give the landscape change he's been through, not just from an injury perspective, but the whole quarterback shuffle, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that they're on the verge of what a ninth win, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a remarkable statement to not only the program he's built, but this particular edition of it. Um, I think you're right about Carolina. I think Carolina goes to play Virginia. All of a sudden, you know the as my wife likes to say from time to time, the knives and forks are dancing and everybody's <laughs> all happy. And then all of a sudden, you lose to Virginia, and guess what? You get caught in a trap a week later in Atlanta. It continues to be a house of horrors. You come back and beat Campbell, Campbell, which right. you should, and then you know you go the highs and lows and the roller coaster of a ball game against Duke, only to go to Clemson and all of a sudden for the first time Amari and Hampton can't hold the football. Right. So now all of a sudden all the aspirations and all the things Carolina had hoped for are hinging in some respect at them on sixty minutes in Raleigh on Saturday night. NC State meanwhile has the advantage of winning the last couple of these, right? Mm-hmm. And playing, I don't want to say they're playing with house money because this is still state Carolina. Right. And one of the goals that from a production side that we have on Saturday night is we're trying to introduce state Carolina to not just the ACC network, but we're trying to introduce state Carolina to the rest of the country. Because I think one of the responsibilities, fiduciary responsibilities we have on the ACC network is people outside the ACC footprint who may or may not have money on the game or may or may not just want to see talented players play. 
but we have to show people state Carolina has been a thing and damn it. It's been a thing for a long time. And a lot of people nationally don't recognize it, Mm -hmm. but I do believe your statement at the front of this is very true. They are coming at it with different vibes. They're coming at it with different measures, but the intention at the end of Saturday night is still the same. One guy wants to take the other guy out in the middle of the street and whip him. Who will that be? We'll find out. Yeah, and there's a lot of guys who I think are going to be playing on Sunday out there. Uh, Clearly, Mm -hmm. Carolina's quarterback, and we all know that uh, Tez Walker is a Sunday player. Uh, Yep, he is. I think, yeah, and I think Peyton Wilson is going to, like, the only thing holding Peyton Wilson back from maybe even being a day two pick is he's older and he's got an injury history. Uh, Tim Hasselbeck and I had that conversation during the Miami game. Tim has done a marvelous job cataloging with several people mm-hmm. at the NFL level about Peyton Wilson, and you're exactly right. The only, the only check mark in the wrong box for Peyton Wilson right now is the health standard that he has had during his Wolfpack career. Elsewise, the NFL is excited to see what Peyton Wilson can do. There's no question. I mean, what, what if he's healthy when he gets to the combine? He's going to put up stupid numbers at the combine. Correct. That if he were a red shirt sophomore. Right and and twenty one years old, that he would ha- probably have him in the first round. That's right. But that's not the case. He's he's older and he's got shoulder injuries and some other things you know in his past. But still, the guy has had a tremendous tremendous year. My over under on uh, how many times the Russell Wilson two yard hail mary or the Geo Bernard punt return are shown. Uh, Russell Wilson <laughs> would be. Short odds, real short. <laughs> um, but the Gio Bernard punt return, that's that's probably house money there. That's going to be the easiest one of the night. But I'll also tell you this, too. We are digging into the archives of the Entertainment and Sports Programming Network <laughs> and other <laughs> ventures to find Damon Hartman's field goal, too. Okay. All right. Damon Hartman's field goal. Uh, look, there have been so many moments. We don't I have T.J. McCl- McClendon. Because it wasn't no, we on have TV. A still, we, have a, we have a still photo. <laughs> oh, it's a mess. I've got, I mean, look, it's let crazy. me tell you, I got that. I've got, I mean, we're we're working. Like, Look, Alex Farmartino, who you know, was Raycom. Right. And now with us on our Saturday night package, he and I are like, really? We're going to get State Carolina? We've got a chance to show people kind of what this is. And – I think, you know, I I got to be honest with you. I take that responsibility personal. I mean, I do. I, I think it's one of those things that, you know, I'm fortunate to have grown up in this. And, you know, I, my timeline's already exploded since I tweeted out early Sunday morning that we're yes. doing the game from I've got friends, apparently all sorts of friends who called my bloodline into account right away, which was interesting. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, I mean, I, I want to tell the story. I want to chronicle the game. I've had the basketball version of this, Adam, mm-hmm. as you know, a half dozen times. Uh, on television, and I'm excited to do the football version of it. I really am because I think the football version of it has been terrific for a long, long time, and it gets lost in the shuffle. And I'll go along with uh, something I saw uh, Mark Armstrong tweet from earlier today. I can't believe this game doesn't have a trophy. Cannot believe this game does not have something about it. But there again. We we built a week of radio – on that particular topic about 10 years ago, and yeah. we came up with the uh, the John Edwards brass spittoon 
that would actually go to the loser, not the winner of the trophy. And the object was to not have it. Yes, exactly. You know how we work. (laughs) It goes to the loser because you don't want that. You know, John Edwards is a lifelong Carolina fan, but went to state, if I'm not mistaken. That's uh, correct. So, yes. Yeah, I mean, that's the way we work. Uh, there we West, go. West Durham is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. Um, real quick about the two, well, more so about the Carolina game at Clemson. Because they okay. they got the least out of that game by a mile. Should have been up no worse than 17 nothing. And Mac Brown makes a good point. Uh, that you probably should have three touchdowns, not one, in the first Absolutely. quarter. Should have been 21 nothing, And maybe it's a completely different thing. But then the old Carolina defense where we can't tackle, just allergic uh, to getting guys on the ground, happened. Uh, right. And maybe that would have happened anyway. And maybe that was always going to be that kind of a game. Uh, but I thought we saw a lot of the, the bad habits of UNC. Uh, and there was still so much for them to play for because if Louisville doesn't, doesn't win – then Carolina still has an outside shot at getting right. to the championship game. Yeah, and you know what? The the part that you're talking about early in the game, in fact, when the ball game, when they don't cash in the early um, chances at them, for me, that's the that's kind of where this thing comes and mm-hmm. goes, right? I mean, when Hampton fumbles the ball, they don't get a touchdown, uh, the roughing the passer call, if you will, that would have gotten Clemson off the field, those little kind of increments in the ball game decide the game before you get to the end of the game, right? Yeah. And I I think Carolina has fallen victim to that before. Now, the defensive structure itself, when Will Shipley gets cranked up and Phil Moffa gets cranked up, they take pressure off Kate Klubnick, and Clemson can play a little freer Mm -hmm. offensively, and they're not as bound up as they've been this year where the run game gets stymied like Miami, and all of a sudden Klubnick's got to start airing it out or feels like he's got to make plays on his own. So Carolina's going to have to adjust to guess what? A quarterback who can make plays on his own, mm-hmm. right? And so I think Carolina's statement for Saturday now has to be not only how do we stop NC State, but how do we stop Brennan Armstrong? And you've almost got to go back and look at Armstrong's numbers against Carolina when he was at Virginia, really under Bronco Mendenhall, to accept kind of where they are. And I think it's going to be a fascinating study. I really do. I Gene Chizik and Charlton Warren and – uh, Tommy Thigpen, they got their work cut out for them this week because NC State's got a vibe offensively right now that I'm not sure they've had all year long. And, oh, by the way, they wired up a pretty good defense on Saturday in Blacksburg in their joint, mm-hmm. which says a lot about and, – and, by the way, I think Concepcion's been terrific for them. Yep. And he's kind of playing the Billy Kemp or whatever role Keaton Thompson slash Billy Kemp that Robert and I had at Virginia. Yeah. And I, I'm I'm beginning to believe now that – Carolina will have to almost match NC State in certain segments on Saturday night from an offensive perspective now. And Hampton has been sensational. I mean, he's tied with Ollie Gordon in rush yards, and I think he's going to be a huge piece of what Carolina does Saturday night as well. We'll we'll see. It's been difficult to run the ball effectively against the Wolfpack. No question. If State State can uh, – like, I think a lot of people are expecting points. I'm not. I'm ex- I'm expecting a game where mid twenties, I wow. think I think mid twenties will be enough. Uh, I think if uh, you know you can get to twenty seven. First, first to mid, first to twenty seven wins. Yeah, I'll say twenty seven points. Well, uh, you're really Hasselbeck's going to get to draw all night on the Telestrator, huh? <laughs> is that what you're saying? <laughs> hey, I, first of all, in you know, I, I realize I'm biased, but I think you guys are really good together. 
I think Thank you me. are really, We've really had fun. I think you guys are really good together. All right, let me uh, let me get your your uh, your take in the last couple of minutes. We have with West Durham, the voice of the ACC, uh, on Florida State. Not what happened. Not the injury. Gruesome injury. Football Ooh. sucks at times because we see things like this. But yep. Florida State. I mean, I and Tate. What road road maker? Road maker. That's. I, I that's a perfect name for a backup quarterback at Florida State. Um, yep. But how does the committee look at Florida State? I think they were going to get jumped anyway by Washington this week based on Washington's resume. Yep. But at the end, it does. It shouldn't matter. It doesn't matter what happens this week. Doesn't tomorrow. Doesn't matter what happens next Tuesday. The only thing that matters is ne- the following Sunday. So. If Florida State wins their next two games yes. at Florida and versus Louisville, regardless of how they do it, how are they looked by the committee? Well, I think there are two things about the committee that are going to have to be addressed. And now maybe the second one is Florida State's. You know, it's uh, – and I mentioned this. I, I showed my age the other night when I told somebody, oh, this is like Kenyon Martin breaking his leg in the Conference mm-hmm. USA tournament. And they looked at me like, well, who's Kenyon Martin and what was Conference <laughs> USA's tournament about? And I said, well, Kenyon Martin was the national player of the year, and he got hurt in their conference tournament against Cincinnati. He played for Cincinnati. Yep. And they ended up being a three seed rather than a one seed. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yep. And I said, so it'll be interesting to see kind of how the committee moves Florida State knowing Travis is not playing. But – it also is going to be interesting to me because at 12 noon on Saturday, Michigan plays its hardest game of the year. His only difficult I, game, honestly. Correct. And at some point, Michigan's makeup in that game will be dictated not by just what happens against Ohio State. It's also going to be dictated by the insulation of what their schedule has been to this point, Adam. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important to remember because if they lose – 10 points, 14 points to Ohio State. I I think Ohio, I think Florida State can still hold its water and get into the college football playoff. Absolutely. I do I think Florida State was going to get jumped this week. I think there's a chance tomorrow night they'll get jumped. Yes. But I'm not sure it's as pronounced as other people think it is because I think Florida State's put a pretty good body of work out there. Um, you know, I I heard up until a week ago LSU was really really good. <laughs> You know, yeah, um, right. And now I hear that only well, that league's not as good as it used to be because it's only Georgia and Alabama, right? Um, and maybe, but we were certainly you know puffing it up you know the first nine weeks of the season. So let's see what happens tomorrow night. Take it under advisement, and then see if Florida State wins both games. Right. I think they will. I think they're going to win both games. Louisville cannot play against Florida State and win the ACC championship game the way they played at Miami the other day. Just doesn't work, mm-hmm. hey, with or without Jordan Travis, in my opinion. I think Florida State's that talented. But we're going to find out just how all this fits a little bit tomorrow night. But really, to your point, a week from tomorrow night yeah. is where the impact, I think, really gets told. Yeah, here, here's the thing. Because you mentioned you, you cite the cincinnati Kenyon Martin thing, because that's a great example. Uh, yeah. Of a change, a game-changing or a season-changing injury to not only a key player but the most key player, right? Correct. And yep. the committee looks at it differently. But in basketball, 
the committee has the luxury of knowing that, hey, even if we seed you third, at least you're still in. And you can always play your way out of a bad seed. But you can't drop FSU from fourth to fifth and have him out because now they don't have the opportunity. And I, I agree with I that. I think we spend too much time on the analytics, and this is what this metric tells us, when the only thing these teams are asked to do is win the game. Right. And, like, I get Michigan's metrics, and they have been dominant against a terrible, a just a, I'm an embarrassing schedule. And Georgia, until the last couple of weeks, was – Good, not amazing, but good against good. really an embarrassing schedule for a team like Georgia. Uh, and the the fact remains is that if they don't challenge themselves outside the league, which Michigan didn't, and, I mean, Georgia's got Georgia Tech on the road and they're more than a three-touchdown favorite in that game. I mean, yes. how do we reward that? So, so the last thing on this, because I don't think the Ohio State-Michigan thing is a problem. I think the loser's eliminated and the winner will go through because the winner will beat Iowa, unless, of course, they decide not to beat Iowa, in which case neither of them should go. Um, Fact. The And we still haven't had the Pac-12 El Dosorito yet. Yeah, man, Washington's team, really good. This, <laughs> yeah, but they go storming into the Pac-12 championship game, and to quote my dad, they take the El Dosorito and they're out. Oh, they would be. Remember? Yeah, there's no Remember question. like yep. Southern Cal last year? All of a sudden, show up. You're playing Utah, El Dosarito. Yep. Have a night. Couldn't you know, take it easy. Couldn't beat Utah at all last year. Um, Correct. And Oregon screwed it up. To what didn't Oregon screw it up for Oregon somebody the year before? Um, yep. So, if Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship game, oh boy, that's the problem, right? To me, that's yeah, the problem. Two one, two one lost teams are going to go. The, I mean, it certainly could work out that way. Texas would have an argument. If Texas goes and wins the Big 12, but I don't know who they're playing. We're counting the on 12. Texas to win a big game again, huh? <laughs> we're going we're to lean in on that one more time? Yeah. By the way, I, 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 somebody told me that Texas-Texas Tech was a big rivalry. Like, since since what? Since they since Texas A&M didn't want to play them anymore, or since Texas didn't want to play Texas A&M anymore, they hey, invented another rivalry. By the way, congratulations to the people in the state of Washington who are going to keep playing the Apple Cup. Yeah, through 28. Good for them. I we know you ditched us, but we still want to play you. And and by the way, Oklahoma State will never play Oklahoma in anything organized <laughs> ever again after the football game. Good. Think about it. Never, you know, the like they like they say, never is a very long time. <laughs> it, uh, money money will get them uh, get Probably. them back on the field again. Uh, yeah. West Durham, you are the best at West Durham on Twitter. The voice of the Atlantic Coast Conference, the reason the league turns a profit. Uh, he'll be at Carter Finley Stadium for State. I'll be Carolina. at Cameron tomorrow night. By the way, if you oh so Duke and LaSalle, very nice. Yeah, looking for Lionel Simmons and Michael Brooks to come oh, out there and help man. the explorers. Uh, Lionel Simmons, the L train. Let's do it. The L train. Yeah. Take right. care, man. Good Take to see you. Be well. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well, West Durham. Thanks, bud. The voice of the Atlantic Coast Conference.